Why do you call God the Father Creator? Welcome to episode 11 of Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. Today we'll be covering questions 42 through 47 in To Be a Christian in Anglican Catechism, the official catechism of the Anglican Church in North America. I'm Father Kurt Hine, Rector of Light of Christ Anglican Church in Georgetown, Texas, joined today by my co-catechist, Father Isaac Rayberg, Rector of All Saints Anglican Church in San Antonio, Texas. But before we dive in, let's begin with a prayer. This is the prayer for joy in God's creation, number 21 in the uh, 2019 Book of Common Prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, you have filled the world with beauty. Open our eyes to behold your gracious hand in all your works, that, rejoicing in your whole creation, we may learn to serve you with gladness for the sake of him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. I love that phrase about beauty. Could you say that again? Sure, sure. Um, let's see. It says, you have filled the world with beauty. You have filled the world with beauty. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That sounds wonderful. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the creator of that beauty, creator of heaven and earth. Um, I think it's good to remind our listeners that we're going through the Apostles' Creed right now. And so this is the second phrase after um, the Father, I believe in God, the Father Almighty. And then we say creator of heaven and earth. So let's talk about God as a creator. Why do you call God the Father creator? I call God the Father creator because he made all things. He creates and sustains all things through his word and gives life to all creatures through his spirit. It's very good that they're coupling here uh, creation and sustaining um, th those two acts. They're, they're, they're really two sides of the same coin here. Yeah. It's reminding us of Genesis chapter one, one right? In the yeah, yeah. God created the heavens and the earth. And so God not only uh, spoke all things into existence from nothing, that means there was nothing that um, God was along with God um, for all eternity. There was no like just matter that was floating there that he was working, although he does that after he creates matter, he does begin to work it. But God's creation is from nothing, meaning only from him, from himself. Uh, by his word, he creates it. And then that same act of creation is also um, the act of sustaining all things. So everything that we experience, the reason it doesn't fall into nothingness, the why of why it is, is still God's act of creation, his act of sustaining all things through his word. Yeah, um, creation is sustaining through the word, uh, giving life to all creatures through his spirit. Um, mm -hmm. You know, again, back to Genesis 1, uh, breathing life into Adam and Eve and into the animals, that, that breath of life um, is, is, is a spirit language there um, in, in the Hebrew, plus the uh, spirit of God hovering over the waters as he's creating everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Word and spirit. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. The, and back to that idea of beauty, I think Thomas Aquinas talks about something. Um, this is a paraphrase, like God is light and all things are illumined by him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the things God created, they image, they all image God in some way. And, and we're able to experience that in things God created. 
in, the, in a beautiful tree, in a sunset. Um, all of these things reveal some aspect of God's character and his nature to us and uh, and is meant to evoke a response of, of praise and, and delight uh, in their beauty. So this is not God just kind of winds the watch of creation and goes away and lets it do its own thing. Right. You know, he, he, he is actively keeping it together. Um, and then that's why he is indeed worthy of worthy of praise. Yes. Paul says that specifically in Colossians, that, that, that Christ, that the word is holding all things um, together in him, all things exist. So yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, question 43 here. How does recognizing God as creator inform your understanding of his creation? I acknowledge that God created for his own glory everything that exists. He created human beings, male and female, in his image and appointed us stewards of creation. God's creation is thus a gift to enjoy as we work and care for it. All right. This is a very good balanced approach to our, our relationship to the rest of creation, I think. Mm. Um, it's, it's, we, we're not, we're not parasites on the earth that, um, you know, we're, the hu human being is not the, not the problem that needs to be gotten rid of so that nature can do its own thing. Yeah. You, hear um, that you a sometimes lot. see that you, you really do. Yeah. Humanity is um, a virus worse than. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. Humanity is a virus. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, it's not just, um, you know, Creation is not just there for us to do with as we please. We're supposed to steward it. We're supposed to be responsible and 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 do these things as God would have us to do it, not just by our own whims. Oh, exactly. It's it's like a manager being a man a middle manager in a in a business. Uh, you have a boss. He's given you certain authority and a, and and certain things to do, and you have to steward that well. Um, you don't get to just do whatever you want with the funds. That have been given you they've been given to you for a purpose and and so god created this beautiful world he's placed us in it male and female and um and we have a responsibility to him and a responsibility to, to take care of the world he's given us and this is really the 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 healthy reason um, for creation care we do need to be concerned about things like pollution um mm -hmm. and and we need to take i think it, it is right for christians to take um that seriously and and to understand um through using our reason and self-control how we can uh, to make it make the world a garden and keep it a garden i think that's a beautiful analogy for what the why god put us here to make it a garden not to make it a dump heap i'm reminded of that uh that 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 uh, statement at the the first Jurassic park movie where um, uh he says oh you were so busy worrying about uh, whether you could you didn't think about whether you should and uh, that's in terms of uh, kind of messing with with creation. And yeah, that that's that's an important important thing to remember. You bred raptors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I love Jurassic Park. This movie, it's such a great movie on human pride and and how it goes wrong when we yeah. submit ourselves, our, our intellect, and our science, and even our science to, um, to ethical principles like like the, the bigger questions of why we're here and we're just beginning to see how this can all go wrong in like a serious way now because our our technology is so advanced um i mean the things that we're doing uh we're not very far away from engineering children right so we get the kind of yeah. children we want we're not really asking um ought we be doing this um are we working with the created order 
are we or are we working against it um are we working against the fabric of reality as god put it in place are we even asking those questions um c.s lewis's that hideous strength is a really great look into some of these questions mm. as is his um other book the abolition of man which really that hideous strength is kind of a novelization of the uh ideas it presented in, in abolition of man um but yeah oh, c.s lewis he's, he's almost a prophet like you, you yeah. read abolition of man you're like he's talking about us today uh it's it's it's, it's incredible that's yeah, wild but back, back to the positive here god's creation is thus a gift to enjoy yes as we work to care for it i love that if we could if we could live that way right all these things yeah are gifts. yeah for us to enjoy and to, we have responsibility over to steward I and mean, what a beautiful vision for what it means to live in this world i just got back from a, a 12 12 day-ish uh pilgrimage to israel with some of uh some brother priests and some parishioners and uh uh one of the uh the priests that we he and i were uh uh walking and we did a lot of walking on this on this pilgrimage a lot of fresh air a lot of walking and both of us were remarking again and again it's so good to actually be out there in creation enjoying mm. what God has made. And um, it just goes to show how, how we often don't, how we mm. just, you know, kind of get caught up and don't enjoy that good gift oh, to it, our peril. It, oh, it leads to all kinds of uh, mental illness and, and physical illness. In fact, we, our church supports a, a ministry called Simple Sparrow, which is a care farm, which is basically mm. a little hobby farm that exists with therapists there and and kids go there so that they can be in nature again and lo and behold the studies are showing that if you put a kid in nature so that they're petting a rabbit they're outside their outcomes are incredible they're like way better than just sitting in a little room with a therapist talking about their <laughs> their issues and it's kind of like well duh you know, of, of course this is where God created us to be he didn't create yeah. us to be in front of these computers all the time um, as much as I love computers and technology, we need to, we need to understand that, uh, we need to get our feet and hands in the dirt sometimes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, number... yeah. Number 44, what does it mean that God created both heaven and earth? It means that all things, whether visible or invisible, physical or spiritual were brought into being out of nothing by the word of the eternal God. Hmm. Yeah, visible, invisible, physical, spiritual, um, you know, these are all part of creation, um, seen and unseen. Um, and, and it also, to, to me, this, this helps us to remember that it's not just um, what we can see, what we can touch and feel. There's, there's more to creation than um, what can be empirically experienced. Right. Yeah, the whole spiritual world of angelic beings. If you take if you take a scientific um, perspective, um, the laws of nature, the um, or if you take an ethical perspective, the moral laws, these sort of uh, relational perspective, love, the, these mm -hmm. sort of things which aren't physical but they're very real, are also created by God from nothing. So there's nothing alongside God. God is the source of all things that are. He made them. So was the world that God created good? Number 45. Yes. God created all things and called them very good. However, through sin, evil and death have come into the world, 
and corrupted it. This, this is a big difference from um, kind of the classical pagan uh, perspectives on creation. Hmm. Uh, most of the pagans saw um, things as, as absolutely chaotic and um, and not good. I mean, at the very best, you know, best case scenario would be uh, neutral and destructive. And then, you know, the, the creator kind of imposes order on things. And right. but, but there's not this inherent sense of it being good. Um, the way that it is in, 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 in the Bible. Yeah. Marduk battling what Tamat cutting her yeah, pits, Tiamat, yeah. all of that, um, or this idea of yin and yang and these sort of this, this eternal interplay between the dark and the light. This is not the Christian understanding. The Christian right. understanding is that all that God created, and this says um, he called, he called them very good, but there's a sense in which he continues to call it very good everything that God creates and sustains is good. And so you have to ask like, what is sin? And I think we're going to talk a little bit about that, but this starts to give us a little hint, right? If everything that God created is very good, then what is this sin? And how about all this ugly stuff that happens? Well, it is a corruption, right? That's right. People and death have come into the world and corrupted it. So, so this is a very important concept that sin is not a thing in itself. It's actually the corruption of something it's the misuse of something it's it's like a disease it's something not functioning as it ought to there's something lacking it's like um it's like a baseball bat again back to a sports analogy sorry isaac um, <laughs> baseball bat right it's created purpose hit a baseball have a fun time america's greatest um, sport pastime and uh and that's all well and good but i can take that baseball bat that same baseball bat and i could use it to you know brain isaac i can hit him right over the head with it and uh, that would be um, sin, right? The misuse of a good thing. And that, that's, that's what sin is. Yeah. Um, some other metaphors that uh, I remember talking about in seminary, uh, sin is a cancer. You know, mm -hmm. the, the good cells that, um, that, that mutate and are then doing bad things, right. um, destructive things uh, because of that mutation. Um, yeah, corruption, um, a, an absence of, 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 of shalom and absence of peace, you know, mm -hmm. that, that disruption of what, of what God has done. But yeah, sin, sin itself is not a theme. I think that's, that's what's really important. Right. It, it's a disordering of goods. Yeah. So, you know, if I make work is good, but if I make work more important than my wife, not good. Um, yeah. So yeah, sin comes in. Well, let's, let's talk about that here. Um, if God created the world, good. Why do we sin, Isaac? Why? Well, Adam and Eve rebelled against God, thus bringing upon all humanity pain, toil, alienation from God and each other, and death. I have inherited this fallen and corrupted human nature. Consequently, I too sin and fall short of God's glory. Hmm. So do we sin because we're sinners, or are we sinners because we sin? I think the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> now, our original parents were sinners because they sinned, full stop. Right. Um, Adam and Eve were created good, and they there's this mysterious qual quality that they've been given, an ability um, that is some way analogous to God, because God is completely free. He didn't create the world out of compulsion, but freely, out of as an act of love. And in some way, Adam and Eve shared in that. And there's something to do with being a finite creature. We can get into that, but probably don't have enough time something about being a finite creature in this world with this ability 
um, this with this freedom that allows you to make a good thing the ultimate thing, mm -hmm. right? That disordering, they made a good thing, perfectly good fruit. Um, they made it the ultimate thing. They disobeyed God, right? God should have been the ultimate thing. And it it brings this darkness, this corruption into the system. A, a uh, What's it say? Uh, it brings upon all humanity pain, toil, alienation. That's a good word, right? There's this mm -hmm. division of what ought to be together, what God has created to be together and in relationship now is divided. Um, God is, we've divided ourselves from God. We've become divided from each other. Like first thing that Adam does is blame Eve, right? Um, and we're also um, disconnected from from ourselves. And ultimately that leads to death. Um, yeah, it's very, very tragic. And, and that is something that does get passed on. Um, you know, we're, we're not punished for another man's sin, but because of his sin, we too sin, mm -hmm. you know, that corruption has, has, has come and that corruption leads to, leads to us sinning. I'm always responsible for my sin, right? But that sin is also due to that corruption. Yes. An analogy, um, it may be like a, some sort of, um, DNA abnormal, abnormality, right? Um, some sort of mutation. It, it, it isn't, a, it is not a mutation, but as an analogy, right? We've, we've received something from our parents of this corruption. And um, it's very apparent in us um, very early on in our life. Um, we're very, very selfish and very, I mean, at least my kids are. And my, my parents <laughs> probably say the same thing about me um, uh, from a very, uh, very early age. So what then are the consequences of sin, number 47? Uh, because of sin, those apart from Christ are spiritually dead, separated from God, under his righteous condemnation, and without hope. That's pretty dark. Yeah, and, and that'll be the last question for today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you all next week now. <laughs> Uh, well, but, that's, that's but, good that, for Lent, though, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and it's and it's necessary too. I mean, we we um, we we can't really understand the good news without knowing the bad news, and we need to really mm -hmm. confront that bad news. We are dead in our sins. We are separated from God. We are deserving, rightly deserving His condemnation, and with all that, there is no hope mm -hmm. apart from Christ. That's true. And Apart Jesus changes everything. Jesus changes everything. He does. Yes. God is the one that has to reach us because we are running away from him as hard as we can. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we're running away from life. You know, that's, um, we're running, we're running away from the very thing that brings us life. We're trying to find life in everything except the one who is life itself. So. Well, let's close with the uh, prayer for the Father's love at the end of this section. Um, on in your uh, in your catechisms, if you have it, it's page thirty-seven. A prayer for the Father's love. Gracious Father, I come to you through the saving work of your Son Jesus Christ upon the cross. Thank you for adopting me as your child through the Holy Spirit. Grant me the grace to know the fullness of your fatherly love, that I may delight in the promises of your eternal kingdom, both now and in the age to come. Amen. Amen. It's good to get some good news at the end there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
Thank you for joining us for Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a comment below. You can also take Anglican Catechesis with you on the go by subscribing to the podcast. You can find the link in the YouTube description. Lord willing, we look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit.